0: show that never ends, we're so glad you could attend, come inside, come inside, there behind the glass, there's a real blade of glass. be careful as you pass,
1: move along, move along. What's up guys, welcome to Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast, episode 8 now, almost like a pro, appreciate you guys joining me as always, still getting some great feedback, great questions rolling in, uh, keep them coming. As always, you can reach me on uh, our Facebook page. You can reach me through the, sorry, audio problems. You can reach me through the the website or directly on email. Uh, more questions you got coming in, more stuff I got to talk about. I don't have to make things up. Uh, so I appreciate all your input, appreciate your support. And uh, this hasn't been as much of a burden as I thought it was going to be. I was, I was worried taking on this endeavor that I wasn't going to have the time to do it. Uh, thanks to my buddy Wes for helping me up with the, the setup and the recording and the posting, and his uh, sexy hot wife has been helping me out a lot as well in and, and the website and getting things up. So they've made it, they've made it easy enough that I've made it eight episodes in a row. So I'm happy about that. A little treat for you today. Uh, two episodes now. I've had somebody else to talk to, so that makes my life easier. We got Dave, my buddy Dave Jenkins, back. Uh, as I said, and uh, was it a couple episodes ago, I think, a good friend of mine. We've been shooting together for a lot of years now, traveling around, hitting matches. Uh, he's taking some classes from me, and uh, we're, we're pretty good buddies. And a couple of years ago, we had the opportunity here at Universal Shooting Academy to uh, host the USPSA Nationals. And the president at the time, uh, Phil Strader, approached me about having the mat- Nationals at our place. Obviously, we were thrilled for that opportunity. You know, my main, my main job here at USA is, is producing producing competitions. Uh, as well as teaching and uh, we were super happy to have it obviously we we did the world shoot which was a massive undertaking uh, but frank did a lot of logistics and uh, negotiating on that so this is this was kind of the first massive one that fell in my court and uh we were you know happy to have it so I'm not going into contract details but we won the contract and excited to have it here and phil called me back a little while later and said uh Hey, would you mind running the thing too? And that wasn't really part of the deal. So I'd, I was like, yeah, sure, man, no, no problem. I'd, uh, you know, we were happy to have it here and I'd run matches for a living and that's what I was looking forward to do, but not really. So I called my buddy Dave and he'd been helping, helping me out with uh, a lot of our competitions we had going on. And he was, uh, you know, super solid in, in setting the match up and, and doing the, the back work and the leg work and you know, designing stages and, and fitting squads in, and he's helping the monster match and state matches and Florida Open and uh, no, on top of running all the, the local and mid-level stuff he does at his range in South Florida. So. so I approached him and said, hey, buddy, I got a deal for you. How would you like to be mass director of the United States Practical Shooting Association Handgun National Championship? I tried to trump it up a little bit and uh, he graciously graciously accepted. So he uh, helped me out a lot and and did the majority of the work in terms of the the pre-match stuff and mainly all the crap that I hate and did a a fantastic job with it last year. The match went off without a hitch. Uh, All the feedback was good. Competition was great, stages was great. Uh, Everything was great about it. Obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I think everything went off fantastic. So here we are, second year in a row. Uh, had the match back again and uh dave's back uh, running it for me helping us run helping us run the thing technically the president of uspsa is the match director but really the guy on the ground and the the local guy is the one that that does all the hard work and and dave's back to do it again so we have we have him, him here on today to talk a lot of pieces of what it takes to produce a national championship and uh it's no easy undertaking that much i can guarantee you um Again, without going into the details of the contract, you, you know, USA, which is Universal Shooting Academy, our, our part is producing the match on the ground, you know, getting the 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 parts and pieces needed to physically put the match together. Uh, USPSA handles the, you know, the financial aspect. They take registrations. They do uh, a lot of the squatting, although a lot of D- Dave's taken a lot of that on this year also. Uh, they handle a lot of the sponsorships, which is a, a huge undertaking. It's very, very, very difficult task. Uh, anybody in the shooting sports, especially the administrators in the shooting sports, certainly appreciate our sponsors. And, you know, if you're a sponsor out there, which Universal Shooting Academy is, we sponsor matches. And I understand from a small business standpoint, you know, you get these matches pulling you in every direction and, you know, everybody wants your support. And there's, I have no idea, 50, 75 matches going on out there. And, uh, you know, you cannot support them all. You can't do everything for everybody. So the sponsors that step up and support these matches at whatever level they do it, you know, be sure you reach out and thank those guys and gals and those companies that are supporting the sport. And uh, USPSA is very integral in putting that together. They obviously have a lot of relationships from from years past, uh, as well as developing new relationships. Uh, So we we really appreciate all those guys helping us out. So I'm going to turn over Dave for a little bit. He's going to talk about some of his parts of the match, uh, some of the things that he focuses on. Uh, I'll chime in if he screws something up, and then uh, I'll be back to jab Batch in a second. Welcome, Dave.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Shannon. Once again, uh, thanks for inviting me back to the studio. I'm having a uh, great time drinking Jameson's whiskey and uh, smoking Perdomo cigars, as usual. Imagine that. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's rough work. It's really rough, i got to tell you. Um, so... Uh, you know, what, what's it like to, you know, run a nationals? Um, I, I guess in a nutshell is, A, USPSA is an incredible support group. They, um, they do a lot of work to make sure this match goes off well. Not just this match, but obviously the production nationals, the single sec nationals. They're involved in Steel Challenge. Um, they're, you know, involved in all aspects. And uh, the people involved there, um, both our new president, Mike Foley, has been awesome to work with. Uh, and Troy McManus, who's our uh, director of NRI, has been great. Um, mostly what I focus on, fri- you know, frankly, for any, for any of these major matches that we run, is the stages. You know, I mean, if the shooters aren't coming and having a good time and being challenged and enjoying themselves, then what's, kind of what's the point, right? Um, ultimately, it comes down to the stages and stage design. And I've, you know, I've I've learned a lot over, over over the years on on how to do it right. I've I've luckily had had people like Shannon Smith to bounce ideas off of, both good and bad, and uh, and, and work through that. So I'll get into more of that later. Um, the other thing that uh, you know we focus on obviously is a schedule. You know, we want to make sure that we have uh, uh, ample room to you know to have plenty of shooters. Uh, we you know, this is a nationals match, so you know we've we've got the ability to shoot over 500 shooters at each match, um, and uh, and then a big part to me also is you know, the ability for shooters to squad themselves online, and uh, we've also been able to do that. Um, beyond that, uh, the next you know big challenge, which we're still we're we're, we're meeting this year, which is going to be electronic scoring. We're going to have electronic scoring, um, and uh, so that the shoot and we're going to be pushing. Things up to the USPSA website at a regular intervals, and so the shooter will be able to uh, to gauge how they're doing on each stage and see their points right away. You know, and if there's anything wrong, they can come up and see us right away. So that, that's a that's a very important to me. You know, equally or, or more important part of this is uh, as one of my friends said, uh, Keith Dilworth said, "You never watch a game and not look at the scoreboard." You know, and you know for some shooters that's really important to uh, to see how they're doing. And, uh, and compare them to other shooters. You got um, anything on the logistics of it?
1: You had to touch base on a couple of things you said. I, I hope we continue in that direction. You know, USPSA still has a rule that you have to have paper backup. And for me, speaking from a shooter standpoint and a little bit from a administrator standpoint, that's just a pain in the ass. I mean, we don't we don't write letters anymore. We you know we live off our iPhones. We need to step into the the 2008s and catch up to the technology base. Uh, so I hope the I hope the the sport moves in the direction. The technology is I think good enough now. And I was a big 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 skeptic of it at the beginning as a guy that runs matches for a living. But I think we're we're getting there. Um, like like you said, hopefully we get to the point where you can literally look up and see your score you know as it's as it's scored uh, just to, to piggyback on one thing dave mentioned for those of you that might might not be familiar with it is that the schedule situation is comes down to mathematics i mean we we clock pretty regularly and, and pay attention to how long does it take to turn a shooter on a stage from beep to beep as i as i call it so i'm riding around my four-wheeler smoking cigars during your matches I'm not being quite as leisurely as you think I am. You know, I'm watching uh, range officers see how they act, see how they make calls, you know, pick out the the great ones and the, the, the ones that might not be quite as awesome, and paying attention to, you know, how long it takes us to turn a shooter. So it basically comes down to math. I mean, we have X amount of time in the day, X amount of stages to run. If it takes X amount of time to turn a shooter, then that's how many shooters you can fit in a squad and maintain that time along with travel time and and walk through time and things like that so those are you know you guys are putting on local matches or state matches those are some things that you can you can start to look at logistic wise i i often say jokingly which is not really a joke that i I should have majored in wedding planning in college because i'm basically a wedding planner with guns so the big thing i do for matches is logistics we got to have catering Uh, you've got You know, between for our our small matches, 200 people, our big matches, three, four, 500 people. Uh, You've got to have food. You've got to have places to go to the restroom. You've got to have water. You've got to have shade. So all these things we're trying to put in place to make our customer experience better is what comes down to for me. So my my piece on the ground is getting getting those things into place, uh, making sure they're there when they're supposed to be there and the quantity they're supposed to be there in. And then we've also got some, you know, side uh, business aspirations going on. So we're doing T-shirts and, and tchotchkes and different things we can, we can sell, Gatorade vendors and, and uh, uh, drink vendors and things like that running around. Uh, and I also handle, you know, USPSA does a lot with getting the sponsors involved. But once they come on the ground, that falls under me as well. So we're getting them booth space to set up if they want to set up. A lot of them like demo bays or places they can showcase their product if that involves firearms and actual shooting. So we're setting bays up for them, targets up for them, you know, getting them as comfortable as they can be, uh, hanging banners on the range, stage sponsors, match sponsors, event sponsors, things like that, getting them in front of the shooter, trying to get their sponsors on a, on a given stage for a stage sponsor, for example. We look at, all right, where is the camera guy probably going to be standing? And we try to get those banners in proper position so they'll get as much visibility as they can. Uh, logistic-wise, that's probably about it. Dave's going to hit on uh, stage design and, and other aspects of the match.
0: So just a brief history of myself. I got involved in stage design, as many people has because I found my local stages isn't lacking. Um, I show up at a local match. Um, early in the morning to help set up. Maybe I'd set up one stage, but the other stages were not what I would consider up to par. So uh, the first thing I did is read the rule book. You know, read the rules. It sounds kind of basic, but I recommend anyone who shoots this sport competitively or wants to, you know, do more and volunteer to just read the rules, you know. And there's a great section in the USPSA rulebook about stage design. And uh, I read that and I took it all to heart And I started setting up our local matches um, where they were, A, number one, legal, you know, because that was one of the issues we were having. And uh, it it started to really metamorphose how I approached stage design Um, after shooting a lot of majors, shooting with Shannon. um, And uh, I I really started to get a better feel on what uh, what, what a stage is supposed to be. Now, obviously, we all kind of bring our own. Uh, opinions into this, and everybody has their own, but, you know, when when I was shooting local matches, it seemed like it came down to two or three types where we were dealing with either these really long shots from a couple of, a couple of positions or a hose fest, and neither one was, like, overly fun, so I guess I, I, I try to bring stage design down to, you know, what's going to be fun for the shooter. And the way I do that, and this sounds, again, maybe overly simplistic, is what would I like to shoot? You know, I bring this all back internalized, and that's what would I like to shoot? And if I can design a stage, I'm like, man, this would be fun to shoot, that's a good stage to me. Um, Another thing I try to do is, I don't try to, (laughs) one of the first pitfalls you fall into as a stage designer is you want to make it challenging. And it's really easy to make it challenging. It's really easy to make a stage that's too hard. You know, with shots that are really, really, really hard, you know, partials at 25 yards, poppers at 30 yards, you know, small plates at whatever, 50 yards. That's easy, you know. It really is. But what's challenging is, is to make it so that anybody can do it and that the, that the people who do it really well will, will be challenged, but they'll, but they'll understand that, it, you know, it's a, it's a skill set check
1: steal a quote from my, my buddy Rob Latham at the Ipsi National or uh, sorry at the single stack Nationals one year. Uh, he was saying same similar speech about talking about the stages and the quality of them and the deceptiveness of them. They were pretty well put together. And his quote was, "We're practical shooters. We can make anything hard. But it doesn't matter you know the difficulty of the stage, really, because the, the, the good guys are always going to be better than, than the average guys. But you got to make it deceptive, and Dave does a great job of doing that.
0: So yeah, like I was saying, was to follow up on that. A lot of new stage designers they decide they're gonna make really hard shots, and that's gonna make a stage good. That's not the answer. The answer is is much more complex. You know, you you want to try to try to make stages that are. The the rule I work by, and I think every stage designer should work by is don't make a shot you can't make. Don't put a shot out there that you know you cannot make on the clock, right? If it's something you think you can make on the clock, and obviously it's going to vary, you know, with the shot that Shannon can make on the clock is very different than the shot that I can make on the clock. So maybe my stages are dumbed down somewhat. However, I think that they're, uh, they're, they're still challenging. Um, the other the – other, uh, uh, so that's the main pitfall people run in is it's try to make them too, too, too hard. Probably the biggest challenge in making a stage – is having viable options, you know, and this goes back to where both the design and putting it on the ground meld, whereas that I can design a stage on paper, and I can say, oh, look at all these cool options. We put it on the ground, maybe there's fewer options. Maybe there's only one really good option and one okay option, and that's where on the ground you've got to be willing to change. You've got to be willing to, you know, me and Shannon have a running joke that, um, he looks at my stage designs as guidelines and I look at, them, look at them as blueprints. The truth is somewhere in the middle. You know, if you set up the stage as a blueprint and you look and you go, well, there's really only one way to shoot this, well, then it's not a good stage. You know, you want to make it so that there's not just options but viable ones, ones where you can sit there and go, this is a reasonable option. It may change the, ch- you know, it's going to challenge the shooter to make a decision. Um, and that, that's really important to me. Um, the challenges of the shooting is what I think I've really come down to as I've designed stages as being the most important thing is that I'm going to set up individual shooting challenges because even if you look at a multiple course stage of fire, you have multiple positions of, 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 of contact where you're, you're engaging targets. Each target array should be a challenge of some sort. And they could have pick and choose, you know, whether it's one they want to uh, whether they want to do or not, or is there there an easier place to shoot this target, etc. The the other key thing, which I've tried to uh, bring in to you in USPSA Nationals, is the different types of stages, Whereas that they're not all field courses, they're not all one type of stage, but we've got a again a different variety a variety of challenges. We'll have some short courses. We're gonna have some medium courses. We're gonna have some courses where, if you load off the barrel, maybe you need a mag change. Maybe you don't. You know those types of things, where that you're really uh, you're focusing on um, uh, making some making the shooter make some choices on the stage uh, in order to, uh, to 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 test them and test their skill level. Um, to me, that 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 comes down to my I guess my overall mantra of stage design, which is test their skill level make it challenging and make it fun for everybody so they can walk off the stage and say, well, that, was, that, that stage kicked my ass, but man, that was, that was a good time. And that that's been my overall kind of writing principle on stage design. Anything you had to add?
1: Uh, yeah. The Dave's real good about, and I concur with that different matches have different flavors and the, you know, a USPSA national championship, is going to feel a little bit different than like the IPSC Nationals we talked about last week, or uh, a Florida State Championship, or a Florida Open, or a Monster Match. Now, we're at a unique position here that I run a, a shitload of matches, and it's not by accident that those matches are different. You know, if you talk to somebody that have been to the IPSC Nationals or that have been to the Florida Open, those matches have a different flavor, and that's on purpose, uh, versus a Florida state championship versus a monster match. And uh, we talked last time Dave and I were together when we were talking about the IPSC nationals, we, we mentioned the, the three, two, one mix. And that, that, that IPSC has a lot of shorter stages. And I like those. I'm again, as I said, back then I'm, I'm in the minority probably uh, that likes the shorter, more technical. I call them technical, some more technical type stages. When I started, the first match I ever put on, on my own, was the monster match in, shit, I forget, 2006, I think. Fifty rounds plus. Yeah, 2006. (laughs) So, the very first match I put on, 50 rounds per stage. So, you know, totally against what I like, but I know what the customer wants. You know, I know, I know most people want to come out and shoot. You know, we came here to shoot, so let's shoot but that's a totally different flavor. So that, that matches, it's its own thing. It's fun, it's, you know, we wear costumes we goof off and uh, it's not a contest for the best shooter in the world. That's what the USPSA Nationals is. So it should test all skills. And just like Dave said, he tries to set up different challenges throughout the stages. And that's, that's again, that's by design. There should be some, you know, close, fast shooting. There should be some medium. There should be, be some difficult shots and, and that's the goal behind our uh philosophy on the setup and again it's not by accident we're trying to to set those up to test to test all the skills and i think you know a good competitive match we'll do that we'll test all the skills
0: okay, going just to belabor the point last year the only and i i guess it was negative maybe it's positive criticism I, I received from the stages was that it was a very technical match well i took that as a positive um because it was, it was a very technical match. It was very much a lot of very difficult shots, a lot of shots taken from positions where you didn't want to take. You know, early on in USPSA, um, I learned that our comfort zone, if you will, my comfort zone anyway, back then was sitting at you know 15, 20 yards and shooting bullseye. You know, that was my comfort zone. I could shoot when I felt like shooting. I could get a perfect sight picture. I could pull the trigger, and that was my comfort zone. USPSA's design is get you out of your comfort zone. You know, get get you away from that that, you know, perfect stance, perfect grip, perfect trigger pull and make you do those things in a variety of forms. And um, and that's kind of what I've taken into you know, as well as on stage design is, you know, yes, I want a technical match. Obviously, I don't want an overly hard match, but I want a match where you're going to have you're going to be uh, you're going to be stressed a little bit as a shooter to make the shot. Uh, given the positions you're given in. And it all comes,
1: I tell this in my classes a lot, it, it, our game is basically a bullseye match with things to distract you. You know, everything comes down to fundamentals of marksmanship. I,
0: I, I tell noise. Yeah, noise. noise.
1: Uh, everything comes down to fundamentals of marksmanship, which is what I preach in my in my courses. But a, a, a competition, the biggest aspect of that is the timer, obviously. That, that screws you up. But they say walk over here, go over there, grab your mag, carry this dummy, open that door, lean around this corner. I mean, it's all just weird shit to take you away from the fundamentals of marksmanship. And you know, the guy that the guy that's going to win nine and a half times out of ten, you know, is the guy that that is willing to, to weather that noise, weather that storm, and maintain the fundamentals of marksmanship. Which is kind of a, a good segue into we didn't we're not covering shooters questions this this uh, episode because Dave's here and we were running long on the on the match stuff, but I did have a story on, on competition in, in general. And, you know, we're only, uh, I don't know exactly what day this is going to release, but we're, on, we're only going to be a couple of days in, in front of the, the nationals, USPSA nationals when this episode releases. And, you know, if you're a local shooter here in, in the Florida area or Southeast area, and you're not shooting the USPSA nationals in your backyard, you're crazy. And you know, if you're a competitor, you need to be up here shooting it. And we've got, um, probably a few spots. Again, USPSA is the, the master in terms of accepting people. But on the ground, uh, if you haven't signed up yet, you can probably get signed up or you can walk up. And uh, you may think it's an expensive match entry-wise, fee but you factor in everything else, be, be in your backyard, and you can drive here and stay one night or, or drive home and back. I highly recommend you, you jump in. One of the bigger regrets I have as a competitive shooter is I didn't shoot the national championship for a long time in my career. Part of it was, you know, money and, and traveling and, and getting there. But uh, truth be told, the bigger part of it was I didn't think that I was good enough to go shoot the nationals. And, you know, that's a big pitfall, uh, big mistake in thinking, because you're going to you're gonna struggle your first time in competition. And the bigger the competition, the bigger the struggle, I think. Um, I call it the juice. I mean, when you step up on the line, if you're not feeling the juice, you're either lying or, you know, this ain't the sport for you. And, you know, to this day, I don't feel it to the level I used to, but to this day, stepping up stage one of the Nationals, you better believe I feel the juice rolling. And I think if I didn't, you know, I probably uh, probably wouldn't do the sport anymore because that's a big part of the reason we do it. And I've I've touched on some of this before. The, uh, the year I won the Nationals, uh, 2011, the uh, limited Nationals, Uh, I I probably had practiced uh, less that year than most. I had some things going on life-wise, changing jobs and some things like that. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. Super focused probably not the right word, but I don't know if I was super focused. But, you know, the first day I shot really well. And for a lot of years there I struggled on the first day of the Nationals or the first couple stages of the Nationals. And I just think it was the juice that was getting to me. As much as you don't like to admit that, uh, I think that was it, and and then after that, I would shoot phenomenally. I would I would run with the best guys in the world, so it wasn't the fact that I didn't have the skills. It was obviously a mental aspect of the game that was getting to me, and I think once I made a mistake or two, mentally I was thinking, well, you dicked it up now, so you're out, and that relieved some of the pressure. And then I was, so the pressure was off because I thought, well, you can't win now, dumbass, and I would shoot fantastic the rest of the match. And that actually happened for, for more years than I would like to admit. And you know I'm not saying the juice went away because it sure as hell didn't, but it does diminish to an extent. And 2011, I, sh- I shot pretty well the first day. I was very, very pleased with my performance. Uh, no penalties. Uh, it was a three-day match. Came into day two, shot pretty well again. And uh, they were not as good at posting scores as quickly back then as they were now and the match was in Vegas and I was going out with my uh, girlfriend at the time. Yeah, I don't think we were married. We weren't engaged yet. So it was my girlfriend at the time and uh, we had uh, tickets to a show that night and we were, it was actually the Garth Brooks show, which I was super excited. I was probably more excited to go see Garth Brooks in (laughs) Vegas than I was to shoot the Nationals and uh, I'll never forget this. We were in line waiting to get in and I'm Refresh, refresh, refresh! Banging the phone to see the results, and we're literally getting ready to walk in, and the results pop up, and I'm I'm ahead. And maybe I'd been leading on day one before in my career, but definitely never leading in, in going into the last day of a national championship. And never had I felt juice until that moment. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to sit there and enjoy the show, and that's all I can think about. My heart's pounding, and you know, didn't sleep that night, didn't eat breakfast, and. Spent more time in the restroom than I'd like to admit. And it was just, uh, you know, your body goes through these this physiological um, actions when, when you've got adrenaline flowing like that. And, then, you know, mentality-wise, this is probably not a winning mentality, but I don't bullshit on the podcast, so I'll tell you the truth. But, you know, my thought process was, I forget, I'd have to look, but I was probably up by 25, 30 points. So not a lot, but... Enough that if I didn't make any massive screw ups, I would probably win, or at least I had a damn good shot at winning. And so my mentality was, you know, don't make an ass of yourself. Don't choke. If I got, I'm going up against the best guys in the world. You know, I'm shooting against Travis Tomasi, world championship, or world champion, uh, Nils Johnson, who won the Nationals the year prior, I think, and a, a myriad of other world, literal world class best shooters on the face of the earth, shooters. So there's no shame in getting beat one of these guys. You know, had I finished second or third uh, because they turned it on that day and shot great, I would not have been upset. Had I finished second or third because I choked, I had two misses and a no shoot on a stage or, you know, did something obviously stupid, that would have bothered me. So I I don't like to think I went into it with a loser mentality, but I did go into it with a don't give it up mentality. You know, stay solid, stay solid, shoot your sides, do what, you, do what you've been doing, and, and whatever happens, happens. And it ended up working out. But, you know, we came into the last stage of the match, and, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, turning it on or turning it off, or, you know, we talked about hit factors and, and how points, go, how points um, are earned a couple of casts ago. And it comes down to not making a massive mistake that's gonna kill your hit factor. The last stage as normal where they set it up with us is uh, normally one of the most complicated or, or you know, high scoring stages of the match to give it at that close finish. Now, if somebody's close, they can make an effort, make a push on that stage and maybe pick up a couple of points. Uh, just as the dice rolled, I happened to be first on the last stage of the match, which I vastly would prefer versus going last. And there's guys that have gone up and down. I didn't make any big mistakes, but there were guys that were making some good gains. And again, then they didn't have the immediate scoring like they do now, so there was no updates throughout the day. So I couldn't really tell exactly where I was. I knew I was probably all right, but you never know. I'm up first on the last stage. It had a tricky little uh, activating sequence on, um, on the first couple positions. And you could kind of go for it, or you could lay up and take the little bit easier sequence. And in both scenarios, I took the little bit easier sequence, figuring that, you know, if I get through here without a penalty, I'm probably good. And as it turned out, fortunately, I, I did, and that that score held up. But it wasn't by, it definitely wasn't by a lot of points. And again, with the scoring system back then, we didn't know for like an hour, so that was pretty excruciating. But you know, certainly happy to pull that off. But man, that's what it's about. You know that that competitive fire, that, you know, that closeness. And it doesn't matter if you're competing for a national championship, if you're competing for high C, or if you're competing for high D, you know, you're not going to have quite good a good as where you stand throughout the match, but you still get that juice. You still get that flow of going out and competing. And that's, that's what our sports about. It's about competing. You know, who can shoot fastest and accurate, who can race the best, who can get around the corner, the fastest. And that's the type of stuff that, I that I look for, that I look for in the match. So if you haven't, uh, if you haven't signed up yet. If you got an itch, come out and join us. Um, more than likely, going to have room for walk ups. You can always email me or text me if you got a question for sure. Hit me up for training anytime. I certainly appreciate Dave being here. I appreciate his, in, appreciate his insight into what goes into putting on a national championship. Hope you guys can come out and see us. Anything to add you want to add, Dave?
0: Nope. Uh, again, thank you for having me. And uh, come out and choose the USPSA Nationals. It's going to be a great match.
1: Hey, guys, that'll do it. See you on the range.